Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are listening to Women's Running Stories, and this episode features a young professional runner who has been making her mark on the national scene and is getting ready to debut on the international stage. Hi, my name is Emma Grace Hurley. I just moved to Indianapolis from Atlanta. I would consider Atlanta home, though, Um, and I run for Heartland Track Club now. We're a new team, um, so you'll start to see a little bit more of us this year. last year there was a lot of just growth in terms of being able to stand on the starting line and even you know still having a little bit of that imposter syndrome like kind of letting that go once the gun goes off and I feel like I've come a really long way in at least racing um like I belong there and so I'm just really excited to continue you know figuring that out continue um you know to just figure out like how can I be my best on race day and you know figuring out a new city and a new team situation. So I'm just really excited for this year and I'm excited to see what this year brings. I've, you know, had my longest, I think like stretch of healthy months since I've started training again after college. So I'm, you know, I feel like I have a lot of momentum going into this year and I'm in a new place and it's been going well so far. So I'm just excited to see where it goes and I'm grateful for last year, which set it up. And yeah, I'm just very, very optimistic, I guess I could say. Emma Grace does have reasons to feel optimistic, and we are going to get into that in this episode. But before we hear more from Emma Grace Hurley, welcome to Women's Running Stories. This is the podcast where women share stories about their running experiences. I am Sheree Louise Turner. I am your host and producer, and I have a really exciting announcement, and that is that I am coming back to co-host a live event at the Boston Marathon Expo. Coming up the Sunday before the Boston Marathon, that is April 14th at 2 p.m. on the live stage, I am once again joining my good friends Lisa and Julie from the Run Farther and Faster podcast, and we are hosting an incredible panel details to come, so please stay tuned. I will be sharing all those details in social media and on the podcast, but if you are going to be in the Boston area over Marathon Weekend, mark your calendars for April 14th at 2 p.m. on the live stage at the Expo. Come join us, get inspired, boost your confidence, get ready to have your best Boston Marathon ever, or just give a boost to your own running pursuits, whatever they might be. It's going to be a great panel So please come join us. Now, on to Emma Grace's story. This is something of a catch-up episode here on WRS because I have featured Emma Grace on the podcast before. She was in a race report back in March of last year, 2023, talking about the U.S. ATF 15-kilometer national championships, which takes place at the Gate River Run in Jacksonville, Florida, And in that episode, she got into a lot of her backstory as a runner. So in this episode, 
She is focusing on what's been happening during her professional career, which really got going last year. And in fact, that 15K championships was a breakout performance for Emma Grace. She ran a really strong race to place second behind winner Emily Sisson, who, as of just a couple weeks ago, is now a member of the 2024 U.S. Olympic marathon team. In that 15K, Emma Grace basically soloed the whole race behind Emily Sisson, earning herself her first podium spot on the national stage. But it was not her last. Also, among those ups, there were some downs, and there have been some big changes. One thing that remains steady, though, is that Emma Grace Hurley is an exciting young professional runner to watch, and what she's already been able to do this year speaks to that. So let's get to it. Let's hear what's been going on in the professional running career of Emma Grace Hurley. She is going to start us off by going back just a touch to how her pro career began. Here is Emma Grace Hurley. Um, I started with the Atlanta Track Club in November of 2021, and um, I was kind of a walk-on of sorts, um, if you will. Like, uh, I just kind of ran with the team. We ran some local 5Ks. You know, I didn't know where it was going to go. I kind of had started running. I was like, I would love to run, like, you know, sub 17 and a 5k one or two more times, um, just having been someone who graduated college during COVID. So I didn't get that kind of closure on my running career. And so that was kind of my initial expectation of myself was like, you know, close that chapter, it'll be all good. And then when I started with them, they kind of had like a marathon development team, and then a really like elite portion on the track. And so as part of that marathon group, so that kind of was my introduction to thinking about the longer distances and it kind of became something that I thought I would be good at someday. So that thinking evolved pretty quickly from, oh, maybe I'll run like one or two more 5Ks to, wow, this is something I really want to chase after and be good at. So that kind of probably came around within, you know, three or four months. And then um, I improved pretty quickly and just really fell in love with road racing. And so that's kind of where we went almost all in last year, was just really exploring the road racing and getting to know some of the um, USATF championships, some of kind of like the really historic races in the country, like Falmouth. Um, I had a really good time there. Uh, but yeah, up until last year, which I guess was like kind of when I started performing well, it was just kind of exploring, seeing what I liked, seeing what I didn't like and just trying to figure out if I could improve enough to run at like a really high level. So the early part of the year, we started off with an indoor season. I ran two 3Ks in Boston, which were both big PRs. My PR going into 2022 in the or 2023 in the 3K was like 9.11, I want to say, and I ran um, 8.51 and 8.55. So that was kind of my first indication that there might have um, been some big things coming just with the 3K being such a short distance for what I you know, would consider more comfortable for me. So I that gave me a lot of confidence and it made going out and running a 15K feel a lot more comfortable, at least for those first few miles. Uh, so. 
I guess you could say I had like a little bit of an indication that like I might have some good performances down the road. Um, but it was really just those first two races. And then I had, you know, a surprising performance to me and probably everyone else at the 15K. Um, and then again at the 10 mile. This was the USATF 10 mile national championship event, which took place at the end of March in Washington, D.C., just a few weeks after the 15K where Emma Grace had that strong second-place finish, basically soloing the whole race behind winner Emily Sisson. This set her up well going into the 10-miler. Going into the race, I felt, you know, I had all that confidence from the 15K, and I was really excited to race again. It was a bit of a better field, I would guess you could say, maybe deeper than the 15K was, so I knew that it was going to be a little bit more challenging to be up towards the front. and. It was still a bit of a longer distance for me. Even in workouts, I hadn't done much more than six miles, but I was really excited. And just as a bonus, a lot of my college friends were there. So I had had dinner the night before with my two best friends, and that was super fun. Actually, two of my college teammates, DC does this cool thing where they will like have people who register that register with like a faster time, I guess, start on the same line as um, the people who were in the championship field. So two of my former teammates were actually starting at the same time as me. So I just felt like I had so many like people there. Um, another one of my teammates, like at some point during the race, like kept hopping out and I would like see her, like just pop out of nowhere. And it was so fun because I hadn't seen her since, oh gosh, like 2020. Um, so I was just super excited to be there. I was super excited that my friends were there. And obviously the race was at the forefront of my mind, but there were just all of these other things that made it such a fun weekend. Uh, and then the race itself, with the 15K, um, kind of, you know, breaking off and going on my own at about a mile, we were practicing some more patience. So I remember I had pretty strict instructions to not jump in front until um, about 5K to go. And only if I was feeling really good, but I was very um, heavily instructed to stay in a group until 5K to go. And then, so I just remember trying to be in that pack, stay as relaxed as I could. I had actually roomed at the 5K in New York in November of 2022 with Susanna Sullivan. So for a lot of it, we were kind of shoulder to shoulder. So that felt really comfortable to, you know, be around someone that I knew. And then I remember with 5K to go, I was still in that group. I was still feeling really good, better than I had expected to be feeling at that point. So um, I decided to see what could happen. I did go to the lead at that point. I didn't realize within about 800 meters, we would turn around into like a really nasty headwind. Now I know, but you know, when my coach tells me that he thinks I could be on the podium, I think he means it. So I was like, okay, like I just got to go for it and see what happens. I mean, I look back at that and think that, you know, maybe I could have raced a little bit smarter, but I think it would have taken having run the race before. And I'm really proud of, you know, what I was able to accomplish on that day. And it was just so fun to see all my friends that weekend too. Emma Grace raced her way into her second podium finish at the 10-miler, taking third in the national championship behind Sarah Hall in first and Nell Rojas in second. One note here is that the winner of the race was Ethiopian runner Sarah Chalengat, but because Sarah is Ethiopian, she is not American, her finish did not count in the national championship tally. All right, moving on. Emma Grace had had those two epic performances. Now, on to the not-so-fantastic parts of her season, because, indeed, Emma Grace did face some challenges. 
I wouldn't say I was super thrilled with my last six months of the year. Uh, yeah, so I guess the biggest thing was I had two lower leg injuries, neither of which were really severe or really anything crazy, but it was just working through just those little things that have just been around. Um, so I spent like a month cross training in May and then another month cross training, like the later part of July and August. So, you know, two interruptions to what was otherwise really good training and, you know, they weren't huge interruptions. So it wasn't like I took a while to get back to racing. I just kind of, okay, it's been good for two or three weeks, then I'll go run this race. So it wasn't going in. I knew fitness probably wasn't where I wanted it to be, um, which is tough. And then the other part of it was, um, and I, I think it was hard on everyone, but we knew pretty early in the year that the track club and my coaches were going to be parting ways at the end of the year, which was hard on everyone. Um, and for me, it was, you know, it meant that, you know, I really loved those coaches and obviously I moved halfway across the country for them, but Atlanta was my home. So it also, for me to follow them meant like leaving where my parents are and where, you know, a lot of my friends are. And so that was really tough, like knowing that that was going to be coming up and, you know, going from a really structured team with, you know, set like providers for medical care and everything to going to starting our own team. And I'm really glad I'm here. Um, but it was all really scary and really unknown. Um, and I had never really like lived that far away from home because I went to college two and a half hours away. So now all of a sudden being eight hours away felt really far. And I know <laughs> people like I have a teammate who's from Great Britain and she lives here like you know, there's an ocean between her and her parents. But for me, it was like a big change from, you know, always being within like half a day's driving distance. So that was definitely like a mental piece was going on there of just being like anxious about the upcoming change. Um, now that it's all happened, I'm really grateful that I came up here and I've, you know, been really happy up here. And I think that we're training really well together. Um, but that was a tough last six months, both with like the two little interruptions and just knowing what was coming. Yeah, so anxiety, stress, these parts of life definitely take their toll on athletic performance. And one place that really came to roost for Emma Grace Hurley was at the 20K Championships, which happened in early September in New Haven, Connecticut. Well, the 20K taught me that if you think something bad's going to happen, it's probably going to happen. So I had just, you know... I don't know what about it, but something about that, I just worked myself up so much and it was a great field. And so, you know, everyone in it was really good and really good on the day. And I just would have loved to be able to like hang on a bit more. And even like on the day, like I let people go like from the gun, which is a little bit abnormal for me. And I just convinced myself that like I didn't belong there. And I, you know, was almost catastrophizing. And it was my first race after the coaches had moved. And so they were no longer there. And so I was just making it all something that it wasn't, nor did it need to be. And it like really could have all gone a lot better if I would have just not gotten in my own way. I think sometimes when we think too hard about races or too much about like, oh, this could go this way and this could go this way, like it, you know, it really kind of gets in your way. And sometimes you just need to be in it and feel it out and see what the day is going to bring. And I had just tried to work out every scenario and was trying to be like, oh, well, this one will mean this. Um, and that just, you know, sometimes you just need to get in a race and let the race happen and not worry too much ahead of time because all you can do is get yourself there as prepared as you can. And 
yeah, so I definitely learned that, you know, maybe some people need to go in and explore every scenario, but I am definitely not one of those people. So I just kind of need to go in and, you know, be aware of who's there and just be like, you know what, I can do it. It'll be fine. I'm this prepared. Like it, it's okay. So I, I just learned a lot about like not dwelling on like every negative thing that could happen. While Emma Grace became more aware of how her mental game could be detrimental to her performances, with her new team, she's now getting some additional support in that area. With the new team and everything, um, we have an assistant coach, Bianca, who's really good with like the mental side of things. Um, and so she actually has talked through, it's called neutral thinking with all of us. And it's not like overly positive because positive thinking can really be kind of like a delusion at points. Like if something bad happens, like something bad happened, like that's okay to like feel those feelings, but it's more kind of putting yourself in a space where like, this is what happened. I can control my next move, but like, that's about all I can control. Um, but with that, like one of the things that she wants us to try is like, like having these mantras. So I guess it's not really that like the imposter syndrome has gone away, but I'm practicing replacing it with like a positive or not positive, a neutral, I guess, like process oriented um, phrase. And I haven't really found one that like I love yet. Um, my best option so far has been thinking about if I'm going to leave the dog, I should probably try really hard something along those lines. Um, but nothing's really like stuck with me quite yet, but I'm still thinking on it, but that's something that we've been practicing, but it is distracting from the like thought, like other thoughts of like, Oh my gosh, like I don't belong here or you know, all of the other what ifs. So that's been helpful. Yeah. I love that. If I'm going to leave the dog, I should probably try really hard. And in fairness, Emma's dog, Ava, who she adopted when she moved to Indianapolis, is super cute. So, you know, that mantra makes some sense. And so, yes, Emma Grace is now in Indianapolis training with this newly formed team, the Heartland Track Club. And while this has come with big changes, some key things have remained the same including her coaches, which, like she said, their move to Indiana is the reason she is there. My coaches are Andrew and Amy Begley and Bianca now. Um, Amy actually is working at USATF, so we don't see her, like, as much day-to-day, but just being someone who runs a lot of, like, the road championships and um, I ran cross-country, I do get to see her a bit more with those things. Um, So our team name is Heartland Track Club. Um, We're based in Indianapolis. We're um, right now, there's just three of us. There's Gemma Finch, Allie Wilson, and myself. We all came up from Atlanta. You know, I think one of the things that I admire about, like, my teammates who I came here with, um, which was, you know, a big part of, like, being so excited that we were here together is, you know, if you look at the way they race, I mean, especially, I feel like Allie has probably more visibility, but, you know, we're all people who really put ourselves in it and go for it from the gun. And so, you know, I think that you know, that's not just me, but kind of the group that I'm in. Um, and kind of like, we all just wanted to keep training with the same coaches. It was working for us. Um, our coaches believed in us and we believed in what they were doing. So we came up here. Um, it's going to be a women's only team and they're both 800, 1500 meter runners. And I'm going to most likely move down and kind of focus a little bit more on the 3k, 5k as the year goes on, especially, um, 
once cross country is over in March. Um, so we actually probably do more workouts together than you might think for someone who's a distance person and two like middle distance people. Um, like even in the long run, we had a little tempo session during our long run last week. And I had like one more like two mile rep than they did, but we did, you know, 10 miles of the run together, which was awesome. So we probably train together more than one would think for a group of like our different um, events. So Emma Grace Hurley was settling into her new team atmosphere, and it wasn't long before she was set to line up for her very first race of 2024 as a member of this new team. And that was the USATF Cross Country National Championships, which took place on January 20th of 2024. A few things to know about the Cross Country Champs. It was a 10K race made up of five loops, two kilometers each. And two big contenders in the race were Wayne Kalati, who had just reset the American half marathon record only one week before, and young pro Katie Camarena. Also, this wasn't only a national championship event. The first six finishers were automatic selections to go to the world championships as part of Team USA. And for 2024, Cross Country Worlds will be taking place in Belgrade, Serbia in March, just a few weeks from now. So there was a lot on the line. And race day was only a few weeks after Emma Grace's big move to Indianapolis. I mean, the move, I think, has been as smooth as it possibly could have been. It's definitely been a little colder than I'm used to. Um, but we've been able to get on the indoor track sometimes. Um, so, but going into cross country, I mean, it was just a lot of change at once and cross country was, I think like 20 or so days after I moved. So I was just, you know, aware that even good stress affects the body and, you know, maybe I wasn't going to know that until race day. So I was kind of aware of like that there'd been a lot of change and a lot of stress and, you know, just had like a healthy awareness, but I also knew that I was really strong. I wasn't sure kind of where speed was at just with it being cold and it's hard to really run fast, fast in the cold. But, you know, I had talked to my coach um, ahead of time and he felt like it was a team that I could make. And we kind of talked about like maybe sitting a little bit back, like being a little bit safer for most of it. So to find myself in third at about halfway, I was like, well, I don't know when that happened. Oops. I had planned on sitting a little bit further back for really until that last loop, but we kind of came through the crowds and so it was really loud. So when Wayne kind of broke away um, and Katie had gone with her, all of a sudden we kind of came out of the crowds and there were, you know, 20 meters in front, 20 meters behind. And so I was like, like, (laughs) oops, like, what do I do now? Um, And so I decided to kind of just focus on what was in front of me. um, And then Katie and I kind of ran a little bit more side by side for a lap. And yeah, so it was good. We had, um, we worked together pretty well over that second half. And, you know, we kind of had like a little conversation during the race, like, okay, let's just try to make sure we stay here and like, make sure we get on this team. And so that was really fun to um, have someone else in the race as well, who, you know, was just trying to make the team and we were both running well and having a good day. So that was fun. But I, I really did like kind of go into that race feeling like, you know, I could be surprised and I could have been, you know, I could like feel more fatigued in the race than I was preparing to, but I also know that that's just cross country. That's, you know, not anything that's 
out of the possibility and I know how to run when I'm tired. So I was really prepared to like fight for that, um, like fifth or sixth spot and just try to go to Serbia and make my first U S team. Um, so I was really pleased with how it went. I felt like I was able, I, I felt like I was more fit than I thought I was. And I was, you know, really happy with that day. Yes. So Emma Grace earned another podium spot coming in second to Kaladi with Camarena coming in third. And with that finish, Emma Grace is about to experience two more firsts. One is being on her first Worlds team. I've also never been out of the country. Um, well, I've been to Mexico once when I was six years old. So it would be so crazy to like go out of the country for essentially the first time that I can remember and it, for it to be for a world championship for cross country. And I'm so excited. Um, pretty much immediately, like in the next following days, I was like, well, now how well can I do at Worlds? Um, and so we've kind of like shifted the thinking to really trying to capitalize on that opportunity and place as high as I can. And I think it'd be so cool if like we place well as a team too. I think my favorite thing about cross country is that it is way more of a team sport than you know, really even road racing or track or anything, even though you do have these teams and you have these teammates and you cheer for each other. But just the idea that like, that like we all kind of affect each other on the day is so fun. And I love that about college cross country. And I'm just so excited to kind of have that environment back for a race. Um, So yeah, we've already been thinking about it and kind of adjusting workouts to, you know, go off road a little bit. And then we haven't thought about the particulars that come after cross country yet, I want to run on the track this year. Um, I'll probably drop down and do the 5K. I just have more fun in 5Ks. Um, so I'll probably end up in that event, but we'll see. Yes, we will see. And that does bring us to the end of Emma Grace Hurley's story on this episode of WRS. And I want to thank Emma Grace so much for coming back on the podcast once again. I really enjoy following her race career, and I wish her good luck on everything that is to come. Emma Grace is a fun racer to watch, and I will tell you, her performance at that 10-miler last year was memorable. If you have access to USATF TV, I suggest going back and watching that race because her grit and determination for that podium spot in the national championships is something to get inspired by. She just would not give up. It was really incredible to see. So yeah, good luck, Emma Grace. I will be cheering for you in the cross-country world, along with cheering for the whole team going to Serbia. And if you want to keep up with Emma Grace Hurley, of course, I will provide links to how you can do that in the show notes. And of course, I will link to the earlier WRS episode featuring Emma Grace Hurley. And I will also link to the very recent race report that I made featuring runner Katie Camarena talking about the cross country national championships. So you can hear about that race from Camarena's perspective, and it'll give you another runner to cheer for on the world's team. So check out the show notes for all of those links. And as a reminder, be sure to mark your calendars if you're going to be in the Boston area for the live expo event that I will be co-hosting with my friends Lisa and Julie from the Run Farther and Faster podcast. And stay tuned for details. It is shaping up to be a fantastic panel. 
And thank you for listening. I love making this podcast, and I know that the power of these stories rests in you listening. I would also love it if you would rate and review the show. This just lets other listeners know what they can be excited about. So please drop a note in the reviews and let me know what you like about these episodes and why you come and listen. Thank you so much for being here. This does bring me to the end of this episode. This is Sheree Louise Turner. I am your host and producer. And until next week, I do wish you healthy and super joyful and powerful strides forward. Women's running, running, running. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.